please take your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Let me just ask a question. How many of you have ever been through some stress in your life? You ever have some tough times? You feel the pressure coming on all sides? Labor Day is this weekend, and I just really felt impressed of the Lord that Labor Day might be a really great time to talk about stress. Okay, so we're going to talk about stress today, dealing with stress God's way. And if you're going to deal with stress God's way, obviously you need to look at God's Word, because His Word is the answer. So uh, follow as I read uh, Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28. Here's what Jesus said. Come to me. Who are we to come to? Come to me, Jesus, all you who are weary and burdened. And if that's not you today, um, it might be you tomorrow. And Jesus says, I will give you rest. This is rest in our mind, rest in our spirit, rest in our soul. He says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Two times here in this scripture, Jesus is promising rest. And that's what we're going to talk about today, dealing with stress God's way. A few years ago, I had a bright idea to cut down a tree in our front yard that was close to our house. Can you see where the story's going already? I wasn't going to pay anybody to do that because that's just not my nature. I'm, I'm going to do it myself because I'm cheap. So here's what I did. I, I, I got my chainsaw out, got a rope and tied it high in the tree, threw the rope out, and I said, Marsha, come and pull this rope. Nathan was living at home one of the three times Nathan lived at home. And, and so I had Nathan and Marsha pulling on this rope. As they were pulling on the rope, I boom, 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 you know, fired it up, and I'm cutting, and I was getting nowhere fast. I was just sweating like crazy, and the tree was starting to lean toward the house, and I'm yelling at Marsha and Nathan, pull the rope. Well, they're getting nervous. When they get nervous, they start laughing. And when you start laughing, you lose your strength. And I'm really frustrated, and I'm cutting and cutting. I'm, it's just not happening. It's just, I'm saying, man, this must be really, really uh, hard wood. And, and so, you know, I'm yelling at them, and I'm trying to make them mad. You know, I'm trying to make them mad so they would quit laughing. And, and they're pulling, the, the, the tree's leaning. I, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to lose the house. It's crazy. She's yelling at me, hurry up. I said, I am hurrying. I'm going as fast as I can. This wood is really hard. Eventually, seriously, eventually, by the grace of God, we felled the tree it actually landed where we wanted it to. And within minutes, my 80-year-old neighbor came over, very soft-spoken. He said, Dan, I was watching through the window. Here's your problem. Your chainsaw was not sharp. I figured that one out. If your chain is dull, it would take you longer to do the job, and you might have some very bad consequences. And there's the problem today. We're living our life, and our spiritual and emotional chain is dull. We are not as sharp as we used to be. 
We're not as sharp, ready to do what God wants us to do. Life set in and beat us up. And some call it stress. The Bible calls it anxiety. The Bible calls it worry. The Bible calls it even fear. And we live in one of the most stressful times in in history. Uh, Some of you with a few years on you, it's more stressful now than it used to be, is it not? And I thought growing up that, man, once we got a lot of the, the, the modern conveniences, that life would be easier. And it was even written that when we got more conveniences, life would get easier and Americans would have more free time. How are you doing with the free time out there? See, growing up, we had a ringer washer and a clothesline. Google it. A ringer washer, it, it, would, it, it would go around, but then you'd have to take the clothes out one by one, and then there were two rollers. And you'd have to feed the clothes through the rollers. And as the rollers would go, it would wring out the water, but it was soapy, so it would go into another tub, uh, and, and then you'd have to take them out and change that water and make that water rinse water and run them through again. How many of you remember what I'm talking about here? Okay, You, you, you did that. okay? And then when you were done, you would take them out and hang them on the clothesline. Now, why are we so, I mean, i got to throw them in there and take them out of here and put them in there? We thought we'd have a lot more time. We had a coal furnace. In the morning, you have to go down and build a fire. You'd have coal down there that would just, the, the house was always dusty. Then you have to shake down the ashes. Then you had to get a shovel, open the doors, shovel them out, put them in a bucket, take them outside, and, and, and get rid of the ashes somehow. Now we, and we still don't have any more time. We're stressed out. It's craziness. Nothing called a microwave. Seriously, kids, there were no microwaves when we were kids. Nothing. And the TV, my goodness, you, when we finally got one, you had to get up and turn this one of the three channels. It was terrible. Life did not get easier with new appliances. Life became more stressful. We go on and on, we make plans, we strive, we schedule, and we go some more. There's stress at work, there's stress at school, there's stress at home, there's stress with family members, there's stress in other relationships, our job is a mess. We go home and we give everything at the job and we come home and our family gets leftover, emotional leftovers. It's not fair to them. There's stress in politics. Who are you going to vote for? Don't answer me out loud. Who are you going to vote for? It's, it, it's a mess out there. The world economy, the stress over that. America's part in end time prophecy. How to raise godly kids in an ungodly world. How about just kids' activities alone? Great day. If our kids had to pay to play, they wouldn't be paying or playing as much. It's, it's craziness. All of these things, this stress affects your spirit. And we run on empty. And we're not sharp as we used to be. And prolonged stress leads to burnout and and, and many physical ailments. It could cause ulcers. It could cause high blood pressure. It could just, you, you know what it does. So how do we handle stress? There must be a way to handle stress because God put us on this earth. So being Labor Day, I know some of you are thinking, I know what I'll do to alleviate stress. I'll quit my job. 
I'll move to the middle of Utah where there's no people, and, and it'll be okay. Well, I want you to know on Labor Day, actually, God created work. It was not part of the fall. It didn't come because of sin. Work just got harder because of sin. But God created work. He created work so that we could learn to be creative because He's creative and we get to be creative. He created work so we could be productive, so that we could meet the needs of our family, so that we'd have extra to be a blessing to those around us. Work is not bad. Work is good, right? Work is good. Work is good. Okay, work is good. Um, God created work before man, before He even created man. So working God's way will not kill you. Cleaning your bedroom will not kill you. Washing the dishes will not kill you. But doing life your way rather than God's way could kill you. It could kill you for real, literally. It, it could be figuratively. It could kill your joy and rob you of the peace that surpasses all understanding. If we try to do life our way, we need to do life God's way. And that's what we're going to be learning at here today. So how do we keep the chain sharp? How do we keep the chain sharp? How do we stay sharp? How do we handle stress? Stress can lead us to do crazy things that we normally wouldn't do. Stress could cause us to shut down completely. So what's the Bible say about stress? Guys, this, is, this teaching today is, is so important. It's going to help you in life. It's going to help you in your home. You're going to laugh again at home. So let's look at God's word today for the answers. Someone asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was, and Jesus said in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. you guys remember it, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Jesus is referring to his scripture in Deuteronomy 6.5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. So we have four different words we need to look at. We're to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if we love God with all of our heart in these areas... If we take care of those four areas, if we make those four areas sharp, it's going to help alleviate the stress of our life. Word number one, heart. That's our spirit. Folks, our primary goal in handling life's pressures is to learn how to have a relationship with God. Our goal is not to learn how to handle stress. That's really secondary. The first thing we have to understand is this. Anything in life, anything we're going through, the number one issue in our heart should be, how do I get closer to God? How do I know God in a greater way? Our relationship with God we're talking about, growing in knowledge and learning and praying and reading the Bible. You know all these things. We don't have to spend time with that. Praising God. It's a no-brainer to stay sharp. To fight dullness, we must work on our relationship with God. And knowing God, a great big part of that is trusting God. So in Matthew 6, 25, I want to just take a moment here. Matthew 6, 25, Jesus said, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink. To me, Jesus is saying, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your job or your food, how to provide for your family, 
We're not to worry. We're not to stress over that. We're to trust God in that. We'll get to it, how to do that in just a moment. Or it says how to, uh, or what about your body, what you will wear. I'm so thankful that Marcia and I did not have to go out this year and buy school clothes. Man, those are expensive, aren't they? Jesus said, don't stress over these things. Don't worry over these things. God is going to help you with your job, what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. And if we trust God in these areas, he's going to take care of the rest. Because worrying is not the answer. Look at verse 27. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? We can worry and worry and worry and worry and worry and lay in bed and worry some more and then wonder why you know, we're, we're all stressed out and we don't have any energy left. Worrying not only cannot add an hour, worrying will probably take away from your life. So here's the answer to get my heart right. Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The word of God is saying when we have a tendency to worry about our job, our food for our home, what our kids are going to wear for clothing, when we're worried about the necessities of life, here's the answer. Seek God first. And if we seek God first, we're loving God with all of our heart. And when we love God with all of our heart, he's going to take care of the necessities of our life. We have to get our priorities right. It's not God help me with stress, God help me with stress. It's God help me. I wanted my heart right with you. There's the first part. In 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares, your anxieties on him for he cares for you. Lord, you know about my job. Lord, you know we need food. Lord, you know we need clothing or whatever we need in our life. Lord, you know we need this and we trust you to take care of our home. I'll tell you what, with that you have peace. By the way I grew up, it was either God was going to provide a miracle financially or we were going to go without. And you know what? God was there. And he showed up because mom and dad always kept God first. And God met the needs of the family. I'm a living testimony. We need to get our heart right. We need to get our soul right. Our soul is our seat of emotions. Folks, as I was studying this, I, I, I received a phone call. Hello, this is the IRS. And there's a warrant out for your arrest. I'm serious. As I'm studying about stress, I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. And they said, you have falsified your tax records from 2010 to 2015. You owe the IRS $30,780. Are you prepared to pay that right now? I'm dealing with stress. Sir, I don't even know what you're talking about. We sent you two certified letters that gave me the dates. Said you never responded. I said, your dates don't impress me at all. You can pick any date out of a calendar. I'm kind of a smart aleck on the phone sometimes. 
They said, well, you live at 245 South Marion. I said, that doesn't impress me at all. You can go through any phone book and just put your name down, finger down and find a name. They said, you never responded to the certified letters. Sir, I received many certified letters in my lifetime. And if I'm not home, the mail carrier always leaves a card that there's a certified letter for you to sign at the post office. There was never a card there. We had a good long conversation. He said, well, sir, if you don't pay now, if you don't make arrangements now, in 45 minutes, the local police are going to be at your door, and they're going to arrest you and put you in jail for 48 hours until you make arrangements with an attorney. I'm talking about stress. Somehow the phone conversation ended. I called the IRS, which was a total waste of my time. Dial this number, hit this number, hit this number, hit that number. And I'm waiting, hit this number, then they come back on, hit this number. And finally, after a long time, they said, due to the volume of calls, no one can answer you, call back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm getting stressed out just telling the story. So I called the Canton, Stark County IRS. Another waste of time. I called them and their recording informed me that they could not take personal calls. But if I would like, here's the number for the national office. I just called them. Finally, I called the Louisville police to see if there was a warrant out for my arrest. And I was going to tell them what a nice guy I was. Please don't handcuff me. I'll go easily. And the police immediately said, no, there's a huge scam going on in, in Louisville. But if you would like the number of the IRS to complain, here it is. <laughs> and you know what? I called that number. What a waste of time that was. I'm still here. That was Thursday. So I, or when, that was Wednesday, so I guess I'm okay. Life is full of pressure. Pressure is not the problem. God's not going to stop the pressure. Pressure happens. That's life. But how we handle the pressure is what we determine is stress or rest. And our soul, not, not, not now our heart. We talked about my relationship with God. But now my soul needs rest. And life comes to rob us of all the goodness that God has promised. The distractions come and pride and ego come. And striving for success comes. And I, I'm doing this and this and this and this so I'll look successful. Successfulness is not a problem. Matter of fact, God promises to um, give us success. But if I have pride in my success, there's a sin. So my soul needs rest, and our, and our soul needs rest. Folks, I want to remind you, when, when we're talking about loving God with all of our soul, Jesus often went alone by himself to the lake to spend time with God, to rest, to get away from the busyness of life. Jesus did that. He went to the lake and skipped rocks. How do I know he skipped rocks? What verse is that? Because every time I go to the lake, I skip rocks. 
You gotta just pick up, don't you just have to pick up a rock and throw it? Oh, come on. So, so Jesus, he has, Wes thinks he's good skipping rocks. Jesus has the all time record, man. And Wes, I'm second. Jesus would go to the lake, you can read the scripture, and he would build a fire by the lake, and his friends, his buddies, the disciples are just hanging out. He's resting his soul. Because the day is so busy, he had to find a time to rest. And if Jesus had to rest, who do we think we are, Dan? That we don't have to rest. God worked six days and then he rested. Do you think God had to rest? God could could have created the world in one day, one hour, one word. But he was setting a pattern for humanity that there's a time to work, but if you don't rest... Your chainsaw is going to get dull, and you're not going to be able to do what God has called you to do. We have to rest. Manna in the Old Testament. Manna was provided for six days, not seven. On day six, they had to collect enough for two days because God was again giving a pattern that we need to rest. But Pastor Dan, I don't have time to rest. I know, I have the same argument, and I'm wrong too. Because my chainsaw is getting dull. A rubber band is only useful when it's stretched, I know that. But if you leave it stretched over time, that thing would just snap. And some of us are getting ready to snap. And God wants us to rest. How do we handle stress? Got to rest our soul. You know, if you cut down trees all day, you're going to have to sharpen your chain or tomorrow's work's going to be a lot harder. And some of you say, how come I can't get as much done as I used to get done? Your chain is dull. Go rest. I'm giving you permission to rest. Isn't that awesome? I didn't say be lazy, but rest. So I I think the scripture is saying that we need to find some time since God created in six days and manna was there six days. We need to find some time each week to to relax, to enjoy life, to laugh, to find a hobby, plan a vacation, whether you take it or not, it's fun to plan, and just chill. Psalm 23, verse 2, talks, you know, it's, it's, it's the great shepherd said, God will make you, he will make you to lie down in green pastures, and he will lead us beside the still waters. God wants us to find a place around the still waters, still waters, just to rest and chill. He will make us to lie down in green pastures. And if we choose not to lie down and rest, the word says God will make us rest. He will allow something to happen. We're going to be snapped because we don't rest. And God's going to make it so that we will have to rest. He will make us to lie down in green pastures. Wow. How are you guys doing? Okay. I'm trying to help you with this. Yeah, I thought you'd be up shouting and say, yeah, it's awesome. Loving the Lord our God now with all of our mind. I read a stat this week. 
The average desk worker in America has 36 hours of work on their desk. Just stacked up. The average American spends eight months of their life opening up junk mail. I promise you, I'm not one of them. I touch mail once. I get it. If it's, where, if it's something necessary, I file it, so I guess I touch it again. If it's junk mail, I don't even open it. You can waste so much time on that stuff. The average American uses one year of their life searching for misplaced items. I'm not one of them. I'm telling you what. Here, here's a lesson. If you put things where they belong, when you need it, you can find it. It's not hard. Wes, don't you hate that? I've said that a thousand, hundred million times. He still hasn't learned. I heard of a young mother who said, I'm so tired, my idea of a vacation is going to the dentist. Said, I can't wait to sit in that chair and just relax. The dentist, are you serious? That's stress. Folks, let me just let me just tell you something. We cannot fix everything. And that's really hard for me to admit because I love to fix things. We can't fix everything. We need to rest our mind. Philippians 4 tells us how to do that. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Loving the Lord with all my mind. How do I handle stress? I rejoice in the Lord. That re, that prefix, re means I need to get joy back in my heart again. I rejoice in the Lord always. And Paul goes on, I will say it again, rejoice with an exclamation mark. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. That's called stress. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. So in the midst of it, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, thanking God for what he's going to do, Present your request to God, and what happens? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. If we are stressed out, we go to God with thanksgiving. God, I thank you because you're going to take care of this, and I'm going to leave it in your hands. And when we have that attitude, then the peace of God will come into our heart and our mind. And then finally, brothers, talking about your mind, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. We have to be careful because it's real easy to think all the negative, complain and grumble and look at all the bad that could happen in life where God says you need rest in your mind, and the way to do that is to begin to think on the things of God. And when we think on God's goodness and God's blessing, then he's going to take care of this stuff down here. But, 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 yeah. Your chain is dull. Your chain is dull. And you need to sharpen it. How about, I'm going to move, well, let, let, let me look at this one more scripture. Isaiah 26, verse 3, I love this. Speaking to God, you will keep in perfect peace, perfect peace, 
him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. If our mind is upon God, God said, I'm going to give you not just peace, but I'm going to give you perfect peace. And in this life of stress, this world of stress we live in, the answer to stress is this. Get our minds on God. Off of this and on God. And when we get our minds on God, God will give us perfect peace. But, 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 but. Man, we're good at excuses. How about we just chill for a little bit, get our minds where it belongs, resharpen our tool, and then see what God can do with us. Guys, you have done this. I know you have. It, it seems like you can get a lot more done if you just take a 15-minute break. Just take a break. Go get a cup of coffee or Red Bull back there. <laughs> How about one more area? Our strength. Our strength. I'm to love the Lord with all my strength, with all my energy, with all my passion. And I know what you're saying. What if I don't have any energy left? This spring, I'm out picking up branches after the, after the winter. You know, you get these little things fall off your trees that are dying anyhow. And, and you pick these things up. And my neighbor across the street is two years younger than me. And I said, hey, Mark. I said, how you doing? Because he's picking them up. And I said, I'm just glad we, that we have the energy to do this. And he said, profound. It takes energy to make energy. That was good. And if I have energy, I'm going to keep doing things. But if I don't have energy, I'm not going to be able to do what God wants me to do. So how do I get my energy back? How do I do that? All these things we talked about, we have to rest and do all this kind of stuff as well. But you know what? And boy, I'm going to hate to bring this. I'm going to hide back here. We have to be careful what we eat. Yeah, I heard the groanings. Are we not the temple of the Holy Spirit? Boy, it's hard to stand up here. Are we not the temple of the Holy Spirit? Are we not to take care of ourselves? So we have to be careful if we want our energy to do what God wants us to do. We're to love God with all of our strength. And if we don't have any strength, we need to ask, why don't I have strength? And then we need to do something about it. Wow, this must, Marcia, you need to help me afterwards because I thought this was going to be a little more joyful than what it is, okay, the way it's coming out. And then there's that E word, exercise. With all of our strength. And no, raising the fork to your mouth is not exercise. But 1 Timothy 4.8 says this. Paul said, for physical exercise or training, I, I, I substitute, excuse me. For physical training is of some value. But godliness has value for all things. And I've heard people look at that verse, they say, we don't have to exercise. It says godliness is more important. Yes, it does say godliness is more important, but it also says that physical training has value. Because it takes energy to make energy. But Pastor Dan, come on, the Bible doesn't speak much about exercise. Well, the Bible didn't have to. They walked everywhere they went. They built their houses with their own hands. They plowed without a tractor. They planted. They, they had their harvest and they did it all manually. 
They took their clothing and went to the river and beat them with a rock. They exercised all day long. That's why there's no mention of exercise in here. But we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Well, Pastor Dan, what do you do for exercise? Let's move on. (laughs) Most of us today, we need to be intentional about taking care of the gift that God has given us. You have one body. Take care of it. And it's amazing that when we exercise or a hard day in the yard or doing some manual work, if that's normally not your, your type of work. Okay, me, my, my, my work is mental and, and emotional. And when I go out and I do a, a, a hard day of manual work, it's amazing how exhausted I am but how fresh I feel. And if you work manually all day, you probably need to sit in a chair and somebody needs to bring you a nice tea. Exercise brings energy, and energy helps us fight stress so that we have the ability to do what God asks us to do. It all works together. Stress. Stress. And some of us use stress as a badge of honor. How you doing? Oh, I'm so busy, man. I'm doing this, 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 this. You know what? We're not really impressed. We're all busy. But are we taking care of the temple? Are we taking care of what God wants us to do? Are we loving God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, so that we can do what God has asked us to do? That's the question. So how are you doing with your stress? How many of you today hated this sermon? Don't raise your hand. You are probably the one that needed it the most. Tomorrow is Labor Day. I'm having a hard time with this because Monday mornings, man, I'm up and I am out the door and I am planning my week and I'm just getting ready for Wednesday night. And I I can tell you, Three months from now, what I'm doing on Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's the kind of person I am. I'm stressing out over having a day off. (laughs) To relax stresses me. I need this message. It's not that, that we don't know what to do. We just have to do it. So tomorrow, I'm going to sleep in. I'm shooting for 7 o'clock. That'd be awesome. And we're having the kids over. And we're going to cook some hot dogs. Well, you shouldn't eat hot dogs. You don't eat hot dogs. I'm going to. Our body's a temple, and and God made all things pure. I don't know. Um, After this message, there's no calories tomorrow. <laughs> Guys, would you, would you use... I, I think God put this on my heart for Labor Day because many of us are not on a regular schedule tomorrow. Would you, would you do something tomorrow restful-wise that you normally wouldn't do? Sharpen your chain. Sharpen the chain. Be refreshed. Laugh. Lighten up. When's the last time you laughed at home? 
Some of us, it's been a while. Laugh. Relax. Enjoy what God has given you. Church, would you stand? You've been listening to a sermon from Louisville First Assembly. For more information, visit www.firstagonline.com. That's www.firstagonline.com.